Welcome to the Power the Next 100 podcast produced by Penn Athletics. I'm Alana Shanahan, the Director of Athletics here at Penn, and will serve as your host as we spend time with an accomplished former Penn volleyball player, Claire Rauscher. Claire, thanks for being with us. Oh, it's nice to be here. So a little bit about Claire. She serves as our Penn team captain in volleyball in both 76 and 77, and her 1977 team won the Ivy League championship. Along the way, she participated in more than just volleyball, spending time on the basketball court as well as on the softball field. She's also spent time officiating NCAA Division I volleyball, and um, her picture currently hangs on the wall in the palestra as part of the Penn Volleyball Historical Display. Claire, we're thrilled to have you and uh, excited to spend some time uh, fielding uh, and asking a few questions. This will be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's jump right in. Maybe tell us a bit about um, how you've spent your time since graduating from Penn. <laughs> well, this past weekend was my 45th college reunion. Oh, so, goodness. Wonderful timing. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's been 45 years since I've left Penn. And uh, during that time, I've obviously done a lot of different things. I've gone to law school, had uh, got married, had children, was a public defender in Philly. Um, about 20, well, 30 years ago now, I moved to Charlotte. I became the federal public defender here. And now I work at a large law firm. I'm a partner at a large law firm. So uh, a lot of stuff has happened over the past 45 years. <laughs> That's fabulous. Sounds like uh, quite the run, quite the run. And maybe as you, now that you're, you know, you're 45 years out, you spend some time reflecting on that sort of reunion, maybe a, a favorite memory or something about your Penn experience that you still carry with you today. Well, you know, being back on campus over the weekend, uh, one of the things that hit me was one of my favorite things was that I would, when I would walk back from practice in the fall down Locust Walk, and it was just really beautiful. And, you know, the frats were playing music and it would just, it just brought back all these memories of what it was like. And um, I realized it was one of my favorite memories. I enjoyed that walk and how beautiful yep. it was. I uh, know it's very, it's amazing what Locust Walk, particularly for an urban campus, just the fact that I feel like it, it is sort of that spine that connects all things Penn. And I do feel like whether it's just kind of how visually pleasing that area it is, whether it's the interconnectivity of people who you bump into as you're traversing Locust Walk, but it is a really powerful, uh, powerful part of our campus. It, exactly. And, and I, you know, I have many, many memories at Penn, but that one actually just really stuck out to me this past weekend. Yeah, lovely. And it was a beautiful weekend. So thankfully you caught some great weather. Um, so maybe let's talk a little bit about your athletics experience. And when you think about your athletics experience, you know, how do you feel like it impacts your life more broadly? What about being an athlete at Penn feels special to you today? You know, uh, I have to say, I think being an athlete at Penn was critical to my personal and professional development. Um, you know, as you heard earlier, I, I did play other sports. My freshman year, I played volleyball, softball, and basketball. And all the experiences I had were, I think, critical to my personal growth. I mean, I learned how to deal with challenges. I learned how to deal with people. I learned how to deal with pressure. Um, you know, all these things that um, I wouldn't have had been exposed to. And, um, you know, I also made some extraordinary friends. My daughter's named after one of the players that I played with. Um, but it really... Yeah, it, it was really um, a significant life-changing event for me. Um, and when I think about Penn, it always comes back 
be honest with you about volleyball. It always does. Um, and how important it was to me. That's wonderful. And I, I, in some respects, this will be a sort of a takeoff of that question, but you reflect on your experience and you remember how meaningful it was. As you think about today's student athletes and today's 18 to 22 year olds uh, playing in our volleyball program, what, what piece of advice would you provide them? As you look back now, what, what do you wish you had known at 18 that, uh, that you would share with them that you know now? Yeah, I mean, I, what I would share with them is there's plenty of ups and downs, right? And, you know, when you leave, every day you leave, you forget the downs. All you remember is the ups. And I look back and I wish, I really wish I'd appreciated and cherished all that time because it goes so fast. And um, <laughs> they were, you know, it, the experiences, you know, they're everything from the team bus rides to you know, the practices, the wins, the losses. Um, when it's over, I look back and I'm like, darn, you know, I really... I didn't live enough in the moment. So I, I, you know, that that's my feeling to the current athletes, you know, just really appreciate it because it goes so fast. <laughs> in some respects that while I'll never quite be jealous of our student athletes who had to endure COVID, the fact that some of them have stayed around a little longer than the standard four years, I think, well, there's something nice about that. At least they're uh, recouping some of that time they had, they had lost. So right. it's a special time. There's, there's no doubt. So, you know, I think usually being a college athlete, particularly at a place like Penn, that's, that's challenging academically and athletically, you know, many of us come across our first meaningful failure. And I feel like it often, um, you know, provides a, an experience that we rely on moving forward as to how, how, do we, how do we tackle and handle failure? And I'm, I'm curious, is there a moment in your college career where you felt like, wow, like that was, that was a struggle and that was challenging, but at the same time, you know, Moving forward in my career, I was able to reflect on that moment and learn something from the fact that maybe it didn't play out the way I would have hoped. Yeah, I mean, most of it comes with competition, right? That there was something, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you, back in the day, one of our biggest rivals was Temple. And it ends up that it was it was a pretty intense rivalry. And okay. um, and I guess it was my senior year. Um, it was our best opportunity to beat them. And um you know, I have to say we came so close and it was really heart-wrenching to, to many of us. But I, I looked back on that experience and it was really, to me, it was, is, it was how we played and what we did. And even though we lost and it was devastating uh, and for a variety of reasons, I mean, I knew a bunch of these people on the other side of the net and, um, and they actually made fun of us losing. Uh, but then I, I just learned so much from that, you know, and channeling anger. I mean, it was, I was angry. Channeling anger um, to me was a really good lesson learned. And I, I realized later, yes, we lost, but it wasn't a failure. Um, we, we then proceeded to win the Ivy title, which I think that loss helped us. So a nice, tur nice turnaround right there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's fabulous. Um, so maybe we can turn for a minute to, um, you know, Title IX and, and the fact that we're celebrating 100 years of, you know, women's sports at Penn. And we're excited about the next 100. I'd, I'd love to hear a bit from you as to how you think Title IX has actually impacted your life. Well, you know, when I grew up, um, I could only, they only had softball in my town. Yeah, I couldn't play baseball. I couldn't play basketball. When I was a senior in high school is when Title IX came out and we had three sports and they're all in the same season. So I could only play one. 
And so, you know, I got to Penn and that was the first year that they'd started the volleyball program as a freshman. And that's when I told you I played three sports. Um, to me, it was just such a great opera. I look back and I, all I wanted to do was play. I wanted to play a sport. I wanted to play baseball. I wanted to be like the boys. And I finally got my chance and how important that was to me personally. <laughs> I was a bit of a, I mean, I still am a jock, you know, I mean, I love sports and I wanted to play and I wanted to play in that venue. And so 10 or nine was so important. I mean, <laughs> like so important, you know, every time I I see these articles about the anniversary and all of that. And my husband reminds me, he said, you know, you guys were trailblazers back in the day. You were always fighting for more, like to play in the palestra, by the way. I mean, all this stuff. And I, I look back and how important it's been. And I'm very excited about, to be honest, for the next hundred years. Yeah. Better. Yeah. So I was just going to say, let's, let's pivot to that. You know, we've talked, I think we have a lot to celebrate, you know, from the last 100, but I'm thrilled for the next 100. And are there things that you hope to see in the next 100 that maybe aren't happening currently? Or are there things that you hope to see just continue to grow as we think about the next century? Yeah. Well, what I see is I hope, you know, obviously the resources are evening out. Things are getting better in that regard. And that's, to be honestly, phenomenal. Um, which is going to lead to, and you know, there's so many girls clubs programs now that the level of competition is just amazing, right? It's continuing to be, to improve. And I think that to me, to see that is, is impressive. Um, and, and I want to see, you know, especially, you know, in the Ivies, there's all kinds of challenges with that, of course, but, you know, to see that level of, of athleticism and participation continue. And yeah, there's always, changes that could be made, right? There always can be. Um, but to see that change, I just think it's going to be such a continuing to even out the playing field, right? You know, like we look at now, you know, basketball and, 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 and pro sports now and how they're increasing in viewership and all that. And I'm just saying, it's just starting. It's just starting. Now, it's really exciting. Yeah. It is. It is exciting. And I do feel like in this moment, which is why we were passionate about this campaign, it's just there's so much uh, focus and investment in women right now, particularly in sport. And it's just incredibly exciting. So how can we leverage that, maximize that, and, and really utilize that to the benefit of Penn and the women in our programs and the women who will be our future? So absolutely agree. I feel like it's, it's time to seize the moment and really ensure that we continue to offer compelling opportunities um, and grow in ways that are meaningful to help, uh, to help young women. And so I agree. exciting stuff, exciting to see what the next 100 will bring. All right, so maybe uh, maybe a, a few funny questions. Um, you know, when you think back on your pen experience, was there a a favorite class or a favorite road trip or, or things that particularly stick in your mind as far as um, recalling your experiences? <laughs> well, you know, things are very different back in the seventies, <laughs> right? And so, one of my favorite memories was we had a road trip to Pittsburgh, and so um, we had two vans. And my then boyfriend, now husband, drove one of the vans all the way oh out boy. to Pittsburgh. So think about <laughs> that. Like, you know, parents trusting, and, you know, a 19, what was he, 19 or 20 year old to drive a van of, you know, 15 women out to Pittsburgh, right? I mean, I'm like, I mean, <laughs> things that back. would never happen today that's Correct. in that category no yeah question. yeah there's a lot of things that happened in the 70s that would never happen today believe me when I look back 
Yes, those are the things we try not to talk about. <laughs> That's right. That's well, we can talk about them because like the statute of limitations is over. Like nothing there you go. Happen, there you right? go. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, you talked a little bit earlier about obviously your career upon graduating from Penn. And um, you know, as you worked your way through your career, things that maybe you came across that you wouldn't have, have expected or things that uh, maybe your pen experiences helped you navigate when the unexpected uh, wound up happening. Well, one of the interesting things was when I graduated from law school and I realized I wanted to be a criminal defense attorney, um, I interviewed with legal aid in New York, which is the public defender's office there. And all they asked me the entire interview was about my athletic experience. They no wanted kidding. to, yes. And so finally, at the end of the interview, I said to them, listen, can I ask you a question? Why are you so interested in my athletic experience and, and not my, my law school you know, credentials, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and so what they said was, they said, well, we believe that athletes relish being the underdog and being a criminal defense attorney you need to embrace being an underdog. underdog. And so that's why they asked, and they were totally correct. Wow, fascinating. I, yeah, wow. so when I was a public defender, you know, everybody, everybody's against you, the judges, you know, the prosecutors, the public, sometimes right. the clients, and you learn how to persevere through that. And yes. so they were 100% spot on, but I was shocked. I wasn't yes. expecting that at all. Yeah, well, it's funny. It makes me think of the old adage, um, you know, you hate losing more than you love winning, you know, fitting in that kind of category of underdog, hate losing more than you love winning. How do we, yeah, no, it's, it's not interesting, not surprising necessarily, but interesting nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, it surprised me. <laughs> yeah, and, um, you know, today, 2023, obviously 40 plus years removed from Penn, um, things in life that you feel like any particular challenges you're facing, anything that you feel like, oh gosh, you know, I thought life would be really simple at this moment, but there's still the complications I face like X on a daily basis. Anything that uh, jumps to mind in that category? You know, there's, there's so many challenges these days, right? And, yeah. and, and um, you know, for everything from social media to, you know, the political spectrum is just so many different things going on. And so, for me and, and professionally, um, the professional challenges, I'll tell you, coming out of the pandemic um, has created an, an incredible amount of different challenges, especially in, in the legal field. You know, mm -hmm. get, getting people to maybe come back to the office, um, mm -hmm. mentoring younger people who don't want to come in. Um, yeah. So it, it's been really challenging. I, I think we're not going to really perceive the, the real ramifications of the pandemic for a while. Yeah. Um, it's much more significant than we thought. No, I would agree. I think just kind of the impact on uh, culture and community, particularly in the workplace, I, I do, particularly for the work that I do, you know, it is in some respects, anxiety raising, you know, you want to give people um, an appropriate, you know, sense of work-life balance and some, some uh, autonomy as far as moving their initiatives forward. But at the same time, I do feel like there's uh, there's something about being in community and building a culture when people are present in what we do that is important. So finding that balance. Right. I have felt um, pretty much since I returned to Penn almost two years ago, just how do we navigate that together in a way where, you know, it, uh, it has a, a, a lasting and important impact. So yeah, I, I think we're all learning. We're all learning. Right yeah, now. no, I think, and I think every industry is, you know, slightly different nuance, but I think we, we all in some way, shape or form do tend to crave that, uh, that kind of community aspect. And, you know, how do we identify and build culture when we're not 
you know, always in proximity. So, uh, so right. no, I think we'll feel the effects for some time, but hopefully we'll, we'll navigate it successfully here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Claire, just really one last question. Um, and it's kind of a funny one, but you know, really just what, what do you wish I had asked, but I didn't, what, what would you like to share that maybe I didn't cover? You know, I was thinking about that and I thought, you know, if you had asked me, where do you find joy in your life? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and I, and it's interesting because you know, there's a lot of challenging times right now. Right. Yep. And so I, you know, I find joy wherever I can right now. Mm -hmm. I find joy in music and feeding the birds and being with my family and all those different things. I try to find joy in so many different ways um, mm -hmm. because of all the challenges we have today. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. like, I don't, Try to I try not to focus on the negative because that's really easy, and I focus mm -hmm. on the joy. So that that's the question. <laughs> yeah. So no, and you know what? I love that because I do think um, you know back to our our uh, conversation around you know what would I love to see eighteen to twenty two year olds embrace more? It is it is appreciating and finding joy in the simple because I do think we find our student athletes and just college students generally you know, they struggle in finding, finding joy in the simple and do tend to, to focus a bit more on the struggle. So I, I think the the more examples we can provide them of people who find joy in the simple and uh, choose to focus there as compared to, uh, to the challenge, I do think it's, it's differentiating. And I think it allows people to bring their best selves every day as compared to maybe the alternatives. So correct. That's exactly <laughs> so right. I appreciate that. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Well, Claire, this has been a joy. Thank you for making time to be with us. And I also want to thank you uh, personally for your service on our volleyball board. It's been incredibly important to, uh, to the development of our program and important to, to the support of our student athletes. So just wanted to take a moment before we wrap up to thank you for that. And obviously, thank you for spending time with me today. Well, I enjoyed it as well. Great. Thank you so much.